Good afternoon. Today is the 6th of ER 5783, corresponding to Thursday, April 27th, 2023. It is the 21st day of the Omer, which is three weeks of the Omer. We are four weeks away from the holiday of Shavuot. And we will today be studying the end of chapter 42, which corresponds to the learning for the 20th day of Nisan. And the end of chapter 42, in the continuation of the question of how to have fear of God or awe of God, and continuing on one of the themes from yesterday, which was how do we see the unseeable, right? So we talked about how God doesn't really see because God doesn't have body corporeality. So that actually plays out in the other way too, because if God doesn't see, then we don't see God. So the question is going to be, how do we bring about this awe when we don't see the king? Um, he points out that there's a presumption that when we are before a leader of a nation, a king, a president, so on, we will feel fear by the sight of that person. And so how do we bring that same awe and fear into our lives with that which is unseeable? So he begins by saying that when we are um, talking about this sight, we can't be talking about something that is completely physical. And um, we must be talking about a situation, and to quote, in addition to this, one should remember that as in the case of a mortal king, the fear relates mainly to his inner essence and vitality, not to his body. So when you see that leader, it has to do with the fact that they're the leader. It's not the person. For when he is asleep, when that leader is asleep, there is no fear of him. Right? So it's only when that person is in that position of power do we feel that sense of awe. And this sense of awe is not from the actual sight, but it's really getting a sense of who this person is, not the person physically, but who the person is. So, so too by God. What we are doing to bring about all and fear is we're not looking, we can't, we can't look at God, but when we look at the world, when we see the earth, the heavens, and all around it, the grandeur of it all, then we should feel awe. We should be inspired, we should have this awe-inspiring feeling the way that, they, uh, that we would say. We should also feel love in a different way, but we should have awe. Um, in a separate note, he actually speaks about how that awe would come about from being knowledgeable and watching how the astronomical system works. Noticing, for example, that the orbit is, everything is moving westward. Um, and in this movement westward, because the Shrina is west as well, it's as if the orbit westward is a kind of bowing. We're going to come back down to bowing prostration shortly, and but you can even see it in the way that the world spins on its axis. Um, and this bowing is like the world having awe for the Shrina, and so too we, by witnessing this, should have awe for the Shrina, for the Divine Presence, and for God. Um, and so that's point one. Point number two, back to a king, right? A king, the emperor has clothes, right? We, we know the story of the emperor doesn't have clothes, and somehow in the moment that the emperor doesn't have clothes, there's sort of a 
the emperor doesn't have that same uh, sense of emperorship. But in the end, right, because ultimately when we strip everything down to its essence, there is no distinguisher. But there, here he makes the claim that the garments, right, so God is enwrapped in the garments that is the world that we see. And so there's no difference in fear in king, whether the king is without clothing or clothed in many garments. And so, so to, in a way, right, so we should feel the same towards God, is that God is enclosed, he's very distant, right, enclosed in the world, surrounded by all the things and uh, that, that exist in this world. And yet, by witnessing the outer garments, we should feel this sense. And we should also realize that the outer garments are just what they are, they're garments, they're a facade. Further, this concept is understood most clearly from the word emuna, from the word faith. He offers a very interesting interpretation of this word faith, emuna. In Hebrew, the word emuna is related to the root, it has the root aleph, mem, nun. And another word that has the same root is the word uman, which is a craftsman, a person who works with their hands. And the implication here is that faith and working with one's hands is all about underlying that as a similarity, which is training. It's process. Faith is process. Work is process. So what do we mean by that here with faith being process and we're not being process? This is something we have to constantly work for. We have to constantly be remembering this, constantly accepting the yoke of king, the kingdom of heaven, constantly humbling ourselves before God. And he concludes the chapter by making this point. For God, blessed be he, forgoes the higher and lower worlds and uniquely bestows his kingdom upon us, and we accept. And this is the significance of the prostrations, the bowing and the prayers of the 18 benedictions, the Shmona Esrei, the central piece of recognizing and asking God for that which we need, which comes following the verbal acceptance of the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, which is in the reading of the Shema, and whoever accepts it upon themselves as we be doing this again and again is accepting an actual deed. So every time we bow, we are showing our sense of contrition, our sense of awe, our sense of respect to the divine. And that in itself is, is the constantness that we need in order to bring this awe-inspiringness into ourselves. It's interesting because where do we bow in those prayers? In the sections that are repeated every time we say the Shmona, the, the 18 benedictions, the Shmona, sorry, the Amidah, right, the standing up prayer, because it changes. It changes different on Shabbat, it changes on a holiday, it changes on a, the beginning of a new at the beginning of a new moon on a Rosh Chodesh. Um, and has little quirky changes depending on one's um, nusach and, and custom, even between the morning, the afternoon, and the evening. And, but yet there's a constant. The constant is the bowing, right? Just like the constant of the Earth's orbit is the bowing, so too here we have the constant. And you need the constant for all. It's interesting that he never makes the same claim by love, though obviously that would probably be the same way. But it's in the awe, it's in the constant having to see what's in front of us that we raise this feeling. So that concludes chapter 42, and we will continue tomorrow.